Welcome to Life Together, a podcast for Gresham Bible Church where we exist to glorify God in being disciples who make disciples of all people through the transforming power of the gospel. This is producer Jordan doing the intro for a very special episode of the podcast. For the first time, you will not hear the voices of Pastor Mike or Pastor Josh. Instead, you'll be hearing from their wives, Carrie Dahl and Elizabeth Howith, being interviewed by Ange Stump, also a pastor's kid. We wanted to do an episode where you'd get to know them a little better and hear what it's like to be a pastor's wife. This was a fun conversation that I hope you enjoy. Welcome, everybody. I am not your typical usual host. You might recognize that my voice is a little bit different than Mike or Josh, but uh, this is Ange. And for those of you who don't know, I am the women's ministry leader here at GBC. Actually, my official title is Director of Women's Ministry. And I am super excited to have Elizabeth Howith and Carrie Dahl with me here today. Good morning, ladies. Good morning. I know you two have been looking forward to this for a really long time. We basically had to bribe Elizabeth and Carrie (laughs) with a whole lot of things before they would come on this podcast. But they're here. They're pumped. I can tell they're not nervous at all. We're just going to start with a couple of really easy get to know you type of questions. So, um, Elizabeth, let's start with you. Tell us about your family, who you live with. So, you know, your kids, your animals, all those things, yes. all those important things. Yes. I live with a guy named Josh and, <laughs> <Who's that>? what? <laughs> um, and Tucker, who is 12. Um, he's going to be 13 next Friday, which is also Jordan's birthday. Yay. And my dad's birthday wow. and Simeon Matthew's birthday. It's like, GBC's birthday. Um, And then Eden, who's 10, uh, Gus, who's eight, and Isla, who is four. And then our little kitty, Rosie, who's one and a half. Carrie. My list is a little bit longer. (laughs) Um, I live with Mike, who I've been married to for 21 years. And I actually had to write down the ages because I have birthdays. So then the ages turn over. I can't remember how old my kids are. Um, Weston is 18. Grace just turned 17. Elsie is 15. Noah is 13. So I have four teens at home all at once. And Pray then, for Carrie. Um, Pray for Carrie. Yeah, yeah, please. Isaiah is eight. Evelyn will be seven on Wednesday. So same, oh, yeah. same week. And then Owen is four. And then we have um, Oliver, our puppy, and Hazel, the cat. And then I used to have chickens as well, but the raccoons kind of put an end to them. So Aww. that's very sad. Yeah. That is sad. When does Weston turn 19? Because I didn't know. May. Okay. Yeah. So for a little while, you've they're only a year apart. Yeah. Or, yeah. That's awesome. Um, so tell us a little bit more about yourselves. Um, first of all, um, at the women's retreat, for those of you who are at the women's retreat, um, we did a list of questions that were kind of these about me questions. And I just thought that some of those might be a fun thing to answer for you guys, um, just for people to get to know you a little bit better. So uh, tell me, I'm going to go down a little bit farther on this list here. Tell me something that is on your bucket list, Elizabeth. 
Well, I was saying before we started recording that I'm not like a goal setter. <laughs> I don't really look to the future much, which is a problem. Um, so I don't really have like aspirations, which is pretty sad. The only thing I can think of, I would really love to go to England one day. Awesome. And a bunch That's of a other countries. Thing. But I'm like, if I, you know, get old and pass away and I haven't been to England, I'll be disappointed. So, Carrie, how about you? Same thing. Traveling oh. to Europe. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, Fiji. I know I'm with Ange on that yes, one. She dreams Fiji. of Fiji too. Um, and I'd love to visit Prague. So mm, that'd be awesome. Yeah. And then um, maybe New Zealand, England, mm -hmm. all the places. Awesome. That's great. Um, okay. So at the, on those about me papers that I wrote for the retreat, I put your favorite way to relax, but I'm going to just rephrase that just a little bit. And I'm going to say, let's say that you had a bunch of plans on a Saturday afternoon and all of a sudden your Saturday clears, you have zero responsibilities. Your kids are all being babysat, mm. no responsibilities whatsoever. What do you do with your day? What's your favorite thing to just do for yourself? Yeah. Um, well, this is kind of out of my control, but I love it when the sun's shining. Yes. So I love if the sun is shining, being out in the sun, um, I'm not cool. I don't do, it's not like I'm working out. I'm just sitting, <laughs> reading, laying, enjoying the vitamin D, um, getting coffee, going to movies or watching movies at home, uh, going out to eat. I didn't, I grew up, uh, my mom. Yeah. Our, our idea of eating out was getting like Taco Bell. We never went out <laughs> and that's still true for my parents. It'll be their anniversary and they'll be like getting Burger King. <laughs> So um, eating out is still a treat all the time, anytime I can go. So, yeah, those are some things. Awesome. How about you, Carrie? I spend a lot of time thinking about this question. A lot of time. <laughs> well, so it's first like question, can I teleport myself to Maui yes. for a day? Oh, yes. yes. That would oh, be I didn't know that one. was an option. I'll take that one. We'll yes. Go. Yeah. Maui on the beach. If not, then I'd sleep in, maybe hike with a friend, um, hang out with the kids at the pool, summer. I'm picturing summertime yeah. as well, son. You're not and then allowed maybe to hang out with your kids in this scenario. Yeah, okay. they're gone. They're babysat, they're gone. <laughs> hike, I'll go straight from a hike with a friend to dinner out with Mike, and then nice. maybe watch a show, nice. relax. So, um, This is not on the question list. Where's your favorite place to eat, to go mm. out to eat? I also love Taco Bell, but it's not yeah. my favorite. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I hope it's not your favorite. Yeah. Um, well... We don't eat out with our whole family because yeah. that would be a lot of money. So yeah. we get yeah. we we'll get Chipotle like family style, like burrito bowls, mm -hmm. and bring it home and feed all of us on like three bowls. <laughs> so, That's awesome. Oh, nice. But if Mike and I don't have kids, I mean, uh, I don't know. Not fancy. Not fancy. No. Huh. No. If I have to dress up, it's out. Yeah. Amen, sister. <laughs> yeah. Like Thai food. Yeah. Actually, the new um, Thai food oh, restaurant yeah. that we discovered or. Uh, MD Thai. Yeah. Pine cherries. It's really good. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Agreed. I like um, Nicholas. I always forget about that. That yes. is so good. Um, it's Lebanese food, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And then Tin Shed is my favorite brunch spot in yes. Portland. We'll go sometime soon. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I haven't been in a while. Awesome. So. Okay. So, um, Carrie. I feel like we need to ask you this question. What is a skill that you would like to master someday? <laughs> I said woodworking. 
I don't know why, but I just always have thought that'd be cool to build things mm-hmm. with That's your own awesome. two hands. I love the smell of fresh wood, but fresh cut wood. Mm-hmm. If anybody is a woodworker and would like to teach Carrie <laughs> yes, how to woodwork. please. I'm ready for lessons. She's excited I don't have tools, to do that. So, yeah. I have a saw. I think, uh, Does that work? I know that's a big part and of it hammer. is like investing in all those. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I'm sure we could come together and make it happen. Make it happen. We yeah. could learn together. Yeah. Hey, Faith knows how to do wood stuff. We should. Yeah. I used to refurbish furniture, but that wasn't so much building it. That was taking mm-hmm. built things and. Okay, so now that we sort of know just a little bit about you guys, I would love for you to share just a little bit about your testimony, um, how you came to faith and things like that. Um, Carrie, actually, we're going to start with you. Um, Well, I was raised in a Christian home, so I accepted the Lord um, at a young age, I think four, maybe. Um, But I I really didn't walk with the Lord till I was 19. Um, I was at George Fox and just making some bad decisions and just kind of hadn't had a moment where I I finally gave it all up to the Lord, gave my life completely over. And um, I mean, that was just like a light switch turning on for me. So my whole life changed. Yeah, this 360, 180, not 360, 180, <laughs> Did a 180. And I met Mike, you know, pretty quickly after that. So I'd say, you know, I don't know if I came to know the Lord at four, or if I really came to the Lord at 19, but I mean, I know that the Lord worked in my life from when I was young. So, yeah. I too was raised in a Christian home and I think I was like three or four which is cute because now I have a four-year-old and so it's cute to think of her doing that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I remember it well, Faith, my sister, in the house that she now lives in with her family, She, um, we prayed the prayer together in our little bedroom that we shared. Um, I also want to mention that um, a girl named Angie Alcorn was my neighbor, also known as Ange. good tea parties back then. and sledding the like two times it snowed our whole childhood down that hill. But um, yeah, I had a great... Uh, childhood, born and raised in Gresham, went to Barlow, had great friends at Barlow. Um, I think high school is when I really like took my faith as my own. Um, and it, it kind of went from like head knowledge to head and heart, you know, mm-hmm. um, experiencing God in that way for the first time. And then I went to CBU, Cal Baptist, uh, which is where I met Josh. And we got married after we graduated. And then we lived in the Bay Area, and then we lived in Corvallis, and now we live up here. Tell us something that people might not know about you guys. We've been at, let's see, we've been at Gresham Bible 12 years. Yeah. Almost 13. I think almost 13. Um, So I feel like people, a lot of people know me pretty well, but um, I actually have my degree in accounting. I don't think a lot of people know that because I only worked really one year as an auditor um, after I got my degree. Um, but Mike and I, um, we actually ma- managed a manufactured home park when our older two kids were little. That's kind of how we made me- ends meet. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've got some funny stories about that little period of our life. So we actually lived in the park and um, like, you know, that was part of our stipend or whatever. And then got, a, um, we kind of were on call 24-7. Wow. But, yeah. I bet you do have some interesting yeah, we do. stories. We do have some interesting stories, but it was a, it was a really sweet time as well. So Elsie was born when we lived there and then we moved to Gresham when she was two weeks old. I missed it. Where was this? The North Plains. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's awesome. 
Yeah, Josh actually just mentioned that a couple days ago that you were in accounting. And I was like, yeah. I don't think I knew that. I don't so. think I knew that either. And I've known you a long time, Carrie. We only worked for a year in the industry yeah. and then have been a stay-at-home mom ever since. So, Do you think you'll go back? I Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I, I need awesome. to figure out. I'm kind of nice. having a midlife crisis. I need to figure out what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Owen will start kindergarten. He has one more year of preschool after this, then he'll start kindergarten. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I usually there's kids home. When you have seven kids, there's, there's, somebody there's, there's always home. a ruckus going on. So... <laughs> Yeah, we'll see what the Lord opens up. Right mm-hmm. now, I volunteer um, for Boxes of Love, which is fun. It's mm-hmm. kind of pretty flexible, and I can kind of um, help put the boxes together. It's a ministry serving um, foster kids, so giving them brand new brand new clothes. and um, So that's been a really fun way to kind of have something outside of the home to be involved with. So hmm. That's great. Elizabeth? Um, the thing I thought of was when I was a kid— I really wanted to be an actress and it's hilarious because I did absolutely nothing to follow through with that dream. I was in some (laughs) plays and skits in middle school. I was Miss Hannigan and Annie, which was my favorite role and literally one of like three. And then I decided not to do theater in high school. I did do like skits at Good Shepherd's youth group and that was fun. But I basically realized if I'm not acting like an idiot, I can't act at all. And this was apparent when, um, my, well, I don't remember what year it was in college, but I had an art professor who was like furthering her education and she needed somebody to like act in these videos for her. And she asked me if I would do it. And I met her on campus at night and it was painful. She kept asking me to like, it was like this really emotional, emotionally charged video. I don't even know what it was about, but she kept asking me to like cry into the camera and it was really uncomfortable. And I wanted to turn the camera on her because she was actually really good. She would like, okay, now do this. And she'd like, say why me you know or something and she was actually doing a really good job so I wish I would have filmed her but um it was really painful and it's really embarrassing to think that there's like video of me somewhere we're gonna find it it yeah we're gonna find the video that was the moment that I was like yeah we're gonna birth your acting career (laughs) (laughs) I'm like no not for me so but yeah that's awesome so at the women's retreat we talked about finding peace in an anxious world Can you guys tell us something the Lord has taught you, especially during these last couple of years of just the crazy times that we've had during COVID? What has the Lord taught you about finding peace? I mean, I think I think before COVID, I I kind of had a false sense of security and trust in our government, (laughs) government institutions, um, just to make good decisions and protect people. And, um, I had never really thought of a pandemic, didn't really. Mm-hmm. And that was something that happened in the 1800s. Right. Like, um, so I think it was good and that my faith wasn't as strong as I thought it was. Um, and I really struggled with anxiety during that time. Um, so, I mean, I think it's good to have more, more realistic view that, you know, we trust God. We don't trust our government. We don't trust our governor. We don't trust, you know, and, and right or wrong. Um, it's good to remember that God is sovereign and he's sovereign over rulers. So, um, either they're, they're good or bad mandates, you know, that, um, 
he's the one ultimately in control. And I, I think we all had to kind of come back to that over and over again because Definitely. it's easy to be kind of shifting sand with um, let my emotions go up or down depending on what's happening mm-hmm. in the moment. Um, so I hope that I hope at the end of the day that my faith <laughs> is more uh, steadfast and um, yeah, I, I think... I think we're still kind of all processing what happened, but um, I think there's going to be some good spiritual fruit that that comes out of this two years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, well, I was thinking about the beginning of COVID and how, you know, it's like you have to stay at home for two weeks. And I remember being like, what? I can't do that. And it's so funny. Little did we know that that was just the tip of the iceberg. Um, so I think at the beginning, it was about like t- just taking it one day at a time because that's all we could do. Mm-hmm. And then um, thinking about it now, we'll carry kind of like what you were saying, how I mean, it, we're just now coming out of it, which is so great. But then now we're now there's war like it's yeah. really mm-hmm. hard and the future that I don't look into often um, (laughs) is daunting, but also like God knew all this was going to happen. None of this is a surprise to God and he's in control and like he, yeah, he's sovereign over all this that's happening. And so even though it's scary or, you know, we want things to be different, I think COVID's just shown us, yeah, we're not in control at all. Like we thought we were, we're just kind of in God's world and we're called to love him and to love others and he's he's the one who's on his throne and so we can just rest in that his sovereignty and yeah not not worry i guess but it's hard you have to obviously i've had tons of anxious times but i think those are kind of that's kind of the thing i've been thinking about lately that's great so i would love to know the answer to this question what is your favorite thing about being a pastor's wife? I've been a pastor's wife such a short amount of I know, time. I'm I feel excited like I should to hear go your first answer. and then I'll, no, I'm here. Your answer And then first. you're just going to take my answer <laughs> and, and just, just copy her. I know. I know. Well, it's only been, what, 15 months yeah. for me. So. And during a pandemic. I mean, I don't think you've gotten a yeah. super realistic view. of Probably not. But um, I would say the people. Um, I know that was a big part of us moving to GBC is just – knowing how many great people were here and before COVID a lot of you, good job. were having us over for dinner and we were just amazed like at the end of every night, just how many great families and people there are at GBC. Um, I love getting like a sometimes front seat to major changes made in people's lives. Um, it doesn't happen as often, you know, I wish it happened more often, but mm. it's so cool to see lives transformed. And, um, this goes back more when we were church planning, uh, we planted a church in like 2012 in Corvallis. Um, and that was just all the people you meet that you would have never met if you weren't doing that thing. We'd have teams come in from different States. We had interns move from across the country, uh, families. We had a family that moved from Tennessee and just people would come and stay with us or we'd host meals and, it was just so fun and cool to just all these people that we never would have met otherwise. So yeah, the people for me is what I like most about being a pastor's wife. That's great. Which was super hard for you guys. Cause you came what he started October before the pandemic started. Yeah, so we were barely getting to know people and then, mm-hmm. yeah. 
question again? What was the favorite? What's the favorite? Yeah. What's your favorite thing about being a pastor's wife? Um, So far, I mean, uh, for me, Mike did so many years in in jobs he didn't love. Hmm. And um, even though he was called to it at that point, I think he did have a big impact where he worked, you know, just the commuting over an hour downtown Portland and um, just kind of the grind in the secular world, corporate world was hard. So it's, it's, it's really fun seeing Mike doing what he loves to do mm-hmm. and his demeanor is just so different. So it's what it's his, where his giftings are. So, um, so yeah, it's fun to see him happy. Um, and it's especially fun that we, he gets to pastor a church that we already love and where we mm-hmm. already attended for so many years. So, mm-hmm. um, that's just an added bonus that that you know we didn't have to move to a different church that we already know everybody and have relationships here. Um, so and also I like that his schedule is flexible. So yes. it's like I said, he commuted over an hour kids. each way and worked over forty hours a week. A so lot. it was a long yeah. week, and we don't have family in town. We didn't actually. My parents are here now. The last couple of years, we didn't have family in town, so it was many years of long hours. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so we talked about the good things about being a pastor's wife. What is your least favorite part about being a pastor's wife? Well, this is not my personal experience so much, um, but I don't like the expectations that are placed on mm. pastor's wives. I've heard it's like the the full-time staff position at the church that's not paid <laughs> And I think it depends on what church you grew up in. The church I grew up in, not so much. I don't feel like there was that stigma. But I think smaller churches, often there's just all these expectations placed on the pastor's wife. I don't feel that. I think Kelsey Brown set me up well. I think she was just herself and take it or leave it, you know. And so I've totally, I mean, I know some people listening are probably like, I don't even, I've never even talked to Elizabeth. (laughs) And I'm like, that's intentional. Just kidding. (laughs) No, but I mean, I'm not like... I don't know. I I have to be authentic and I don't want to just oftentimes if I'm meeting somebody at church, I won't even I won't say like I'm Josh's wife, you know, because I just Mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with that. But I don't know. I just I don't like the expectations placed on the pastor's wives to be a certain person or to lead worship or be the children's ministry leader. I mean, those are all great things. And I know a lot of pastor's wives are gifted in that, but I don't like being put into a box. So I kind of keep myself from being put in that box. That's good. And again, I don't feel that pressure here at GBC and I'm very thankful for that. That's good. It's a good job being transparent at the end of the day. (laughs) (laughs) I'm getting a couple of those in as much as I can. Um, um, I think it's a big change for us was that Sunday is now a work day. So it's a long day. Um, being kind of the solo parent to get all the kids to church and totally I obviously you know you have young kids still Isla and Owen are the same age yeah um so yeah that's different um and then it's also we're kind of you know still working out what do boundaries look like when you're in ministry Mm -hmm. um you know when your friends are all the people you also who Mike works with and you know, we've known for years. And so kind of trying to figure that out. And, um, you know, we're only a little over a year in, so that's still, we're still working on that, but I think we're, I think we're doing well in communicating about it. And, um, so yeah, lots of, lots of evening meetings as well. So trying to figure Mm -hmm. that out schedule wise and, um, so yeah, but I feel, I feel like it's, 
Uh, what's the question? Least favorite. Least favorite things. I think I I think I went through them. We're good. <laughs> We're good. I'll just stop. You covered it out. <laughs> well, I think the 4 p.m. service time just accentuates the Sunday. I mean, yeah, you know, definitely. That's and we did that for years in Corvallis, and then we're like, "Oh, praise the Lord, we're done with this." And then, <laughs> just kidding, you know? Yeah, but we laugh because GBC. Josh's best sermons are done at four p.m. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but hey, you guys but like, I am on time for church now. Yeah, that's, that's true. Good. There's yeah. no excuse. No, but we just laugh how forever GBC met at Dexter and at the same time, and then we move here, and then it's like you're getting kicked out of Dexter, and you have to meet at four p.m. again. It's just like was it always four p.m. To, in Corvallis? Um, it was. I don't remember how many years it was, but then mm-hmm. we moved to mornings and it was so much better. Mm-hmm. And so it's so funny to be back. But it works out. I think it's cool mm-hmm. that it has worked out as well as, as it has. And yeah, we're used to it. So. And knowing that it's temporary, too, I think yeah. is helpful. Totally. So hopefully, Lord willing. Yes. Lord willing. Lord willing. Lord willing. <laughs> um, kind of in this same vein, asking the question of what what do you feel like? is one thing that you wished people knew about being a pastor's wife? I feel like Elizabeth would be better answering this one. I don't. Yeah. I, I think that people don't know how much of a toll it takes on Josh. Okay. I'm not saying this, like don't ever criticize my husband because I think criticism (laughs) can be done very well. And there have definitely been examples of that. And I know that because of COVID there's everyone's just, you know, we're all kind of crazy right now. Um, (laughs) But I I don't think people know the emotional toll that criticism takes on him. Mm -hmm. Um, And so therefore it takes on me. Yeah. And, the cost of it. I don't know. I don't really know what else to say. I don't, but that's, that, that's kind of what came to my mind Mm -hmm. is that again, I'm not saying be nice to my husband all the time, but I think people don't realize like, you know, he, both of them, oh my gosh, how many hours have they spent talking about COVID issues and they're really praying about it and trying to do the best they can. And so I don't know. Just, I think that's great. I think yeah. it's a really good reminder. Yeah, like for tread all lightly. Us. Yeah. But I also don't want to say, I mean, everyone's been so great, so mm-hmm. I'm not. Yeah. But well, just in and general. They, they do want feedback, but yes. doing it in a kind and loving and. Yeah, it know, makes all the difference. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I think Mike and Josh, they love, they love people at GBC. Mm-hmm. And so they don't take lightly. If you know, yeah, and they're people both, are hurting, aren't they? Both nines, they're both peacemakers, mm-hmm. oh, which is mm-hmm. very interesting. Mm-hmm. But so that's been there, you know, they want to first and foremost do what God's calling them to do, but they're all about getting as many people yeah. to be happy as possible, you know, yeah, which is a challenge. Yeah, they like unity, which yeah. is hard yeah. <laughs> in this current state, totally. this current yeah. state of the world, yeah. yes, indeed. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm so thankful they have great elders, the elder mm-hmm. team. I mean, I just feel like it's wonderful. And yep. so need, none of them are standing alone. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Um, Wait, what was yours? Oh, sorry. I didn't mean no. To... Oh, what people, what I wish people knew about what it's like. I feel like I'm, I'm figuring out what it's like myself still. So yeah. I don't even really know. I mean, I'm so new at being a pastor's wife that, yeah, I feel like 
I mean, your dad, especially Steve Tucker, Liz's dad is so sweet. He always like will look at me and say, are you doing OK? How are you doing? Uh, and so I feel like there's people more aware that it, it is a whole family yeah. ministry. Yep. Um, it's not just a career, just a job. It's for sure. It's way more when it's people's spiritual health mm-hmm. and spiritual well-being that's, you know, your spouse's job. Yeah. So they're not just punching in and punching no. out. Yeah. They're thinking about this all the time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which means that you're thinking about it all the time. Yeah. Too. Yeah. What is one thing that you pray for consistently for your husband? <laughs> I don't know, like one thing that I pray for consistently. I, I think I just pray. I mean, all the things I think that we all want to pray for our husbands, just that the Lord would protect them, give them wisdom, um, guide guide him as he ministers, pray against attacks from the enemy, pray for mm. unity with the elders, kind of like all the, I think all the things most wives pray for their husbands. Yeah. Keep him from temptation. Mm. Well, mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like people in ministry, there's a little bit of a target on their back. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, totally. we all know of ministers who have taken great falls. <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, I just pray that he'd be encouraged. I think that's something I pray for often, um, that the Holy Spirit, like when he's, well, day to day, but especially when he's preaching, that the Holy Spirit would really move through his words, that it wouldn't be his words, but the Spirit, like what God wants to say to his people. Um, Yeah, protection for him, perseverance. It's awesome. It's a good example for the rest of us wives. What is one thing that you would like people to pray for you? Um, uh, <laughs> well, you, guys you were saying this facial or... expressions yeah. on the podcast and make faces at yeah. each other. <laughs> you were saying earlier you're in a midlife crisis, and I, I am too, Carrie. Yeah. We're both in one. But um, yeah, Isla's going to school in the fall, and I've been a stay-at-home mom for 13 years, and it's been awesome. I'm so thankful I could do that, but I'm also... I feel ready to like do something else. I'll probably regret that when I have to wake up and (laughs) get out the door. Um, But yeah, but I don't really know what I want to do. I was an English major. I don't necessarily want to use. I mean, I don't It's not like I want to go be a teacher or anything. I would love to do something creative. Um, I would love to uh, be my own boss, kind of. Uh So (laughs) I've been my own boss for the last 13 years and it's been great. (laughs) Um, so yeah, I just don't really know what to do, but that's kind of my next step. So if you could be praying for wisdom and direction and also I, I can, it's nice to not be in this position where I have to like, I have to get a job September 1st. Like I can take my time and I can really think about it and find something that's a good fit. So just for wisdom and direction in that, in this next chapter. Mm -hmm. How about you, Carrie? Um, it's funny because like I wrote an answer kind of down, but then I'm like, I like your answer better. (laughs) Yeah. I'm just, I think, um, I mean, our home life is pretty intense. We have seven kids. We kind of have two batches of kids. We have, we have four teenagers and then we have, um, three younger kids who are adopted. And so life is pretty intense at home. Um, so yeah, we just need, I think just prayer for just (laughs) keeping the course, you know, just keeping my joy Mm -hmm. in, being a stay-at-home mom, keeping keeping our joy and loving our church. Um, I mean, I can struggle with being selfish and um, being selfish with Mike's time. And 
Um, which I mean, healthy boundaries are not being selfish. There's mm-hmm. a good healthy boundaries, but um, yeah, I just also one thing I put down on my paper as we knew the questions ahead of time was just that pray for our kids to walk with the Lord. Mm-hmm. So I was laughing. I was thinking this morning, our church has eleven pastors' kids. Whoa. Now. Yeah. Our seven and your four. Yeah. That's a whole lot of PKs. Yeah. <laughs> and Olivia. So, yeah. And, Lord yeah, help us. Yep. and Olivia. So 12, really, a dozen. Yeah. We've got a dozen pastor's kids wow. at our small church. So that's a yeah, lot. Yeah. You could p- please pray for our kids. Yeah. Please pray for our that's kids. That's a good one. Um, to know, know the Lord and walk with the Lord. And mm-hmm. I feel like our church is pretty good not putting external expectations on pastor's kids. Yeah. Um, yeah. I haven't felt that. Yeah. For sure. That's great. Did you guys have any final thoughts? I was writing out these questions and I said, this is your opportunity to share something super embarrassing about your husband. I mean, it's like a free for all. <laughs> any, yeah. any, any closing thoughts that you, that you ladies might want to share yeah. with the church? I thought of um, when we were first married, Josh like didn't. So he was 23 and he didn't know his grandpa's names. And this came out one time <laughs> when we were talking about Josh's dad's middle name is James. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's cool how your your dad's middle name is after his dad. And he was like, what? No, my grandpa's name is Jim. And I was like, yeah, Jim is a shortened version of James. <laughs> he was like, oh, no, it's not. I was like, yeah, it is. We had this fight in the car going over the Golden Gate Bridge about it. And he literally I don't think he believed me until he asked other people. And then it was like two months later. His grandpa's name is Rusty. His other grandpa is named Rusty. And I think at one point I asked him, like, is that his real name? And he was like, yeah. But one day we got a letter or a, like a birthday card for Tucker that said Richard, their last name is Vimpany. So it said from Richard Vimpany with his grandparents' address. I was like, Josh, is this, is your grandpa's name, his real name Richard? And he was like, no, it's Rusty. And he also has a cousin named Richard. So I was like, we just got a piece of mail from Richard Vimpany. And he was like, oh, yeah, that's my cousin. I'm like, your cousin lives in Hawaii. Why would your cousin in Hawaii, who I've never met, be sending Tucker a birthday card from your grandparents' address? Anyway, it was this hilarious, like... And then I read the card. I, I like opened up the card and it said and said, love grandma and grandpa Vimpany. And Josh was just silent. And then I texted his sister and was like, is grandpa's name Richard? She was like, yeah, it is. And Josh just sat like in shame. And so I thought that was hilarious that he was 23 and he literally did not know the full name of either of his grandparents. So. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so at the end of the day, you were right. At right. <laughs> Good job. Carrie, there's got to be there's got to be something good how about many Mike have that I you can share. How many at the end of the days and to be transparent uh, have I gotten in? Good. Okay. I think Jordan's yeah, going to we edit some of, some of the phrases our husbands say over and over, and which I was not even aware of lately. Mike's, I, Mike's been saying correct, <laughs> like kind of like uh, Dwight from the Office says false. You know, so I've been teasing Mike about that. Our poor husbands, they're just like he takes it really well. <laughs> He tries to tease back and I don't take it as well. I don't think (laughs) I can dish it out, but I can't take it. Yeah. I don't, I actually didn't think of anything too. I mean, I mean, Mike will just own that he's nerdy. I mean, he just, he owns it. He doesn't care. Yeah. He's, I don't know if there's anything really embarrassing. It's too much to choose one, I guess. No, I want to hear one. If you can think of one. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, I can't really think of anything yeah, in the it's moment. Hard to, yeah, that's okay. 
I should have taken it seriously and written something down. Yeah, no. Should have. I'll th- after this is over, yeah, I'll you'll go think and think, oh, I should have said that. I should have said that. I should have said that. Yeah. Like I'll put it in the bulletin. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, another thing Josh does all the time, which I can completely relate to, is he'll make this really, well, he just did this at our community group a couple months ago with Nicole LeBlanc. He was like, oh, something that drives me crazy. Or in the Bay Area, we both worked at coffee shops and people would come in and order cool songs instead of croissants. <laughs> and so he's like, oh, it drives me crazy when people call it croissants. And, and we were all just kind of, we were like, oh, yeah. And then Nicole quietly was like, I say that. <laughs> and he does that all the time where he'll just like make these Put sweeping. Put his foot in his mouth. Like, oh, I can't stand this. And somebody's like, I just did that. My dad owns that restaurant or, you know, whatever. So it's it's pretty awesome. And I really like being a part of it and watching, watching That's it. Awesome. <laughs> That's funny. I did actually, Mike, I did catch him one time. He totally did it unintentionally, but he did the little like put your hands together bowing like thing. Namaste or- like namaste? Like <laughs> namaste. And of course, like I, I catch it and make fun of him so much. He's like, who did he do it to? I don't even know when he did it. It was so funny. I can see that. I can visualize so, him. Thank you. Thank you. Like <laughs> That's great. He doesn't get away with much that I don't tease him for. So yeah, neither does Josh, sadly. Yeah. That's great. They're much nicer probably mm-hmm, than we are. Totally. He, Mike's the nice one, yes. actually. Well, we talk about this. I don't think this. that's a secret. Our husbands are the that's nice ones. Yeah. It's not a secret. We're the jerks. It's not a secret. Yeah. I'm the jerk. Yeah. But I, I can dance better, though. Oh, nice. Carrie so. did win the competition for the Dancing Queen at one of our retreats lots I of years ago. I think I've ago. seen a picture years of lots of years you guys ago. dressed up in like crazy yes. outfits. Yeah. This was with Terry awesome. Wood. Terry Wood was the women's ministry uh-huh. leader and she loved dancing. So we did mm. dance parties. But yeah. And, and Ange won. did away with that. Wait, I did. That could have been that your was answer one of my for something. First people... jobs as women's ministry leaders to get, get rid, rid of, of the, the dancing, dancing nights. No. Yeah. <laughs> That's something good for something people might not know about me. Oh, that, that is you're good. Dancing. That you like to dance? No, you. Oh, that I yeah. like to dance? Yeah. yeah, I do. I was a yeah. cheerleader. I'm not good, so, but you yeah. put on a certain oh, face. She's totally good. You're totally yeah. good. If oh, you won you, the competition, I mean, that I mean, speaks for itself. It's all about just like the expression on your face. Like, I know what I'm doing and That's, don't question it. <laughs> it's the passion. Yeah. Is that how you lead your life? I know and what sometimes, I'm doing. Sometimes. Get out of the way. <laughs> sometimes I answer way more confidently than I That's should. That's great. I could. Well, thank you ladies so much for being willing to do this. I know that I kind of had to, well, both your husbands and me kind of had to um, push you gently into this direction in front of these nice little fuzzy mics that we have right here. So thank you for being willing to share with us. I just think it's super important for our church, especially for the women of our church, to really get to know you guys a little bit better and for us to um, just see that you are regular old people not mm-hmm. old no, people kind of old but regular people who have you know the same kind of struggles that each and every one of us have same insecurities the same things that you need prayer for and things like that so mm-hmm. i just want to thank you for coming and sharing with us today and um we will definitely be praying for you guys as we are praying for our pastors too so Thanks for, thanks everybody for joining us today, for tuning in. Uh, Maybe I'll be your host another time. You'll have to find out. Thanks, Thanks, you guys. Thank you. Thanks, Ange.